Hello, 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 and welcome to Friends Till the End, your one-stop shop for all things Friends, as we chronologically review the classic sitcom episode by episode. I am Michael, and I'm joined as always by my feeling sick sidekick, Elizabeth. How are you doing, Elizabeth? About the same, Michael. About Thank the same? You. Yeah. Why aren't you getting any better, for goodness sake? Because the American health system, man. Oh, it being what it is. It's yeah. not helping. What are we, a millionaire? We can't get that tonsillitis treated. Come on. Nope. Nothing that a good hearty bowl of soup won't cure. Well, if you have the magic soup, bring it on over, man, because this is annoying. All right, I'll get to work. You join us now on day three of our seven podcasts in seven days as we kick off the start of season two of Friends. We have just finished watching episode three of season two, the one where Heckles dies. Spoiler alert. Bittersweet episode if ever there was one as we bid farewell to the beloved eccentric neighbor, Mr. Heckles. Now, was he so beloved? (laughs) Right? No, I'm just... I mean, he was only in a couple episodes for like five seconds. Yeah, I definitely remembered him being a bigger part of the show than he actually turned out to be. I think we saw him maybe three times? Four times? Like, I remember him when the cat got loose in the apartment. Yep, that was the first time we saw him at the blackout. And then he was definitely there when Marcel got uh, free in the building. We saw him lift him up by his arm, which distressed you so Oh, God, so much. yeah. And I think we might have seen him one other time. But the, the, that's it. That's it, yeah. This is probably like the fourth time. It's kind of strange. Yeah, funny that. But yeah, off he's gone. Shuffled off the mortal coil. Which leads me to my question for you for this week's episode. If you were to kill off one of the members of Friends... No, I'm not going to that. We all know what the answer would be. I couldn't kill off any of them. No, I know. My question to you is, and again, showing and proving once and for all that I am running out of questions. (laughs) If, because I was singing along, I I was singing along to the the Friends opening theme this week and I put a little bit of a Morrissey spin on it as I was singing along. My question to you is, who would you like to see from modern music cover the Rembrandt's I'll Be There For You, the Friends theme? Who do you think would do a good cover of it? Maybe Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Oh, that guy's so hot right now. Or Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, well, another New York Institute, of course. Hamilton, why not? Yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Well, they both have that sort of like quick talk and rap type thing going on. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Oh, you just to joke your love by Scandi away. Oh. Yeah, kind of. Okay, yeah, that could work. I'm all right with that. I was thinking maybe like Bastille. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to try and see any of what that might sound like, but... No, uh, no, no. We all want to hear it. Um, so no one told you life was going to be this way. Hey, that's pretty good. Job's a joke. You love, you love life's... D-O-A. Yeah, all right, cool. All right, that question turned out to be more fun than I'd ever could have anticipated it being. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> uh, but I am running out of questions to ask Elizabeth. So if you, kind listener, have a friend's theme question that you would like to pose to Elizabeth, this can be a, a Ask Elizabeth section of the show. Ooh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, Ask Elizabeth. 
It can be anything. Maybe even just advice. It can be friends related or if you just want some advice from... I give great life advice. <laughs> you can tweet us at FriendsPod and, you know, she doesn't read our Twitter so I can ask her these questions and she won't have seen them ahead of time. Be I good can't fun. read the Twitter because the spoilers. Of course, the so spoilers. Sad. And even if people don't tweet spoilers, there's a lot of gifts that are spoilers. So uh, you, need, you need to stay off of Twitter, my girl. Good thing I don't know how to work it anyways. Exactly. I set up a firewall. <laughs> Okay, so on to the one where Heckles dies, which is the third episode of the season, uh, first shown on the 5th of October, 1995, and uh, to, to put a twist on our higher or lower game, Elizabeth, oh, yeah. you want to give us a ballpark guess of uh, in the millions of how many viewers this got? I will tell you it was higher than the previous episode, the one with the breast milk, which did 29.8 million, which should make it quite easy for you to be able to guess within a million. So the last one was 29.8? Mm-hmm. Um, 30.8. 30.2 million. So pretty close. So yeah, you get the point oh, for that. I got it. Congratulations. Got it. Yeah. That's your first correct answer of the season. I did better in season one. No. I did better in season one. I will get you sick. I will cough in your face. You've been trying all week and it still hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. My, I've got the immune system of a champ, if anyone's listening. I think I'd do very well if there was ever, like, a deadly virus outbreak. I'd be the first to go. Yeah, you'd be. Me, <laughs> any, any infant and elderly person, and me. I think you you do well to survive this, what you're going through right now, and then we'll talk about it when a, a deadly contagion is released. Well, if it has anything to do with all of, like, the antibiotics they put in meat, I'd be totally good, because I don't eat meat. Mm. Phoebe style. What? Oh, so anyway, this episode opens in Monica and Rachel's apartment. Chandler comes into the apartment saying that he has just broken up with Joan? Joan, yeah. Joan. We never met Joan. Nope, we don't know who Joan never is. never even heard of that name. But Chandler has dumped her. She had huge nostrils, apparently, which is why he decided to break up with her. Do you and think that she actually had huge nostrils or he was just like, they were, might have been slightly bigger and he was just exaggerating? <laughs> You're asking me if this... <laughs> Fictional person who who never existed. They never hired an actress to play her. Yeah. Do you think if she... I think, yeah. I think she did have larger than average nostrils. Oh. oh. I was thinking maybe because Chandler just... Nothing could be right for him. So he just finds this one teeny tiny teeny thing and makes it... Blows it out of proportion. Look, you know? were the nostrils so large that it merited dumping her? I'm not saying that. That's impossible for me to say. Poor but Joan. were they bigger than average nostrils? I can believe it. No. Spoiler alert, you know, we will see another character later on who Chandler is fixated on a body part, and he, he has that pretty bang on. So I don't think he's seeing things that aren't there. I think he is just not overlooking things that he should probably overlook. Okay. Yeah. I'll run with that. Okay. Move along. The Grand give him shit for being too picky. They're like, God, Chandler, you can't just break up with someone for having large nostrils or, you know, anything like that. So then Joey jumps in to try and defend his buddy. It's like, nah, nah, I get what he means. When I first moved to New York, I was dating this girl. She was really fit. She was really nice. But um, she had the biggest Adam's apple. And she was a good kisser. Yeah, good kisser. And everyone's like, uh, uh, Joey. And so Ross finally was like, you know, Joey, women don't have Adam's apples. <laughs> and Joey's like, huh, huh, huh? Right. And all the girls start to lift up their necks and they're like, see, look at that. And then he's like, ah, you're you're just yanking my 
yanking my crank. And they and they're like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, so he never knew. Mm-hmm. He, he chose to to believe the lie. Maybe, He's living uh, in denial. You have anything to say about relationship that? Relationship with a man. Yeah. You got anything you want to add to that? <laughs> what, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, you seem to have a problem with this, this section. No, it's just that, like, it's not that women don't have Adam's apples. They're just, like, very, very small. Mm. So I imagine if you would take testosterone... As a woman, that would become more pronounced. Mm, you seem to know an awful lot about it. It would soft. You would. got something you want to tell me and the viewers at home? No, They're not viewers. I don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tonsillitis, indeed. So, we open the episode. We get the Rembrandts, and then we're, we're back in the apartment. The gang are still giving Chandler shit over breaking up with ladies too easily. They talk about and he's like, well, what about Janice? I was justified with that. And the gang are all like, yeah, that's fair enough. Janice was a pain in the ass. And then they all start doing Janice impressions. Yeah. Which, they're pretty good at it. Were they? Yeah. Yeah, Phoebe had a go, and then Rachel had a go, and then Joey kind of ruins it by, you know, they do the sort of basic, oh my god, but then Joey's sort of like, oh, Chandler, doing like that. Well, that's because that's what he hears. They share true. an apartment. That's true. But uh, yeah, that kind of ruins that joke pretty quickly that's funny yeah it's pretty good Monica and Rachel get a visit from Mr. Heckles who is complaining about the noise as he always does yes says they're banging away disturbing his birds Rachel's like you know you don't have birds birds because <laughs> that's kind of his thing but as we'll see later he does have some birds in his apartment I guess mm-hmm that's right but I don't think they'd be too disturbed so he's basically asking them to keep the noise down and they're just they're just walking around. They're not doing yeah. anything ridiculous. They're mm-hmm. not jumping. They're not banging. They're throwing not playing their down. music till midnight. No. Pumping bass through the walls. <laughs> Michael, don't use your podcast event. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, they're just they're just living. They're uh, it's not like they're wearing heels all the time either. I can tell. Yeah. Um, but it, but anyway, they're, they're they're nice enough about it. They're like, we'll try to keep it down. We're sorry. We don't want to disturb you. So. He leaves, they carry on their conversation, and then just moments later, there is a bang. There is banging on the on the floor. Heckles has got the broom, he's like doof, 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 doof. Yeah. And they're like, Oh come on, we weren't doing anything. So they, they stomp a little and then the broom continues, so then they all stomp and then everybody stomps. And then we do a hard cut to right after the whole group stomping, we get an immediate cut to uh, a body bag on a gurney. Oh my god. <laughs> Mr. Heckles has died. He oh my died. god, he's dead. It's so sad. What they don't tell you, and this is something I had to look up because they had to cut it from it, but he died because from the stomping it lodged a bit of ceiling tile out from his roof and it and it sliced his throat open. And what? <laughs> not really. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I think he just kind of the, the the building super is there and he's like, well, we think he was sweeping because he was holding a broom when we found him. And we're like, Ugh. everyone sort of looks nervous. They're like, Ugh. My God, I would blame myself. Would you? Well, yeah. He died while angrily hitting a broom on the Right, ceiling. but that didn't kill him. No, he probably, his heart probably gave yeah, out or something. Yeah, right. But he was still doing it because of what we were doing. Like, because... But his heart would have given out whether he was doing that or not. I guess. I'd feel guilty at first. I would. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, Obviously you wouldn't. I think I'd be fine with it. Well, you need to rationalize it to me like that. Like, I wouldn't have thought about it like that until you said it. 
Which makes me feel better. Like, so if thanks. lifting a broom above your head causes your heart to explode, then you're kind of living on borrowed time anyway, <laughs> I think. That's true. Like... He doesn't seem that old. No, he doesn't. Like, I don't think he's 60. He probably just isn't in good health in general. Mm. He's living alone. Doesn't really go outside. Yeah. Doesn't seem like he eats well. I don't know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why? Why? Why doesn't it seem like he eats well? He doesn't seem like he has a lot of money. He's in good shape. He's in good shape. He's got a bigger... He's living alone in a big New York apartment. I know, but I worry about his vegetable and fruit intake. You don't have to worry about it anymore. I guess not. (laughs) Oh. So... What was his first name? I don't know if they ever say what his first name is. I'm not sure. Mr. Heckles. But um, yeah, they're talking to the super, and the super's like, really makes you think. I was I was just sweeping yesterday. That could have been me. You enjoyed that. (laughs) I liked him. Yeah. Well, it was such a real and authentic acting moment. Well, good news. This is not the last we will see of (gasps) Mr. Trigger, as he will become to be known. That's his name? Yep, Mr. Trigger. Yes. We will see more of him as we go on. And so yeah, great. He's pretty great. I, I enjoy him as well. But he is not my favorite character of all time. So okay. we'll, we'll get to that. I'm waiting a bated breath mm-hmm. to find out who that is. So they're in their apartment afterwards, kind of dissecting the fact that he has passed away. Phoebe basically starts trying to talk to Mr. Heckles. Dead Mr. Heckles. She's like, go into the light. It feels like he's still here. And she, like, sort of yells up at him, and everyone's sort of like, oh, Phoebe, you're so crazy. And she's like, well, it's not like I believe in anything too ridiculous like evolution. And boy, oh boy, does that trigger Ross. <laughs> he does not take kindly to that. Yeah, well, it's kind of shocking. It's shocking to learn that Phoebe doesn't believe in evolution. Yeah. Well, they never asked her what she does believe, though. You know? Well, I don't think it's based on a religious thing or anything like that. It's not like she's like, no way. She, at no point is she like, no, I believe in, you know, Adam and Eve and God Almighty and all those things. I think it's more just a, you know, she's just probably believes that dinosaur bones came from when a unicorn and the Loch Ness Monster had sex on a rainbow. How and dare you speak poorly <laughs> of your nation's Loch Ness Monster? Well, Hey, the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland as well. Oh, that's, so that's right. Funny. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. You know my stuff. So anyway, this uh, sets off Ross. Ross is not happy to learn that Phoebe does not believe in evolution. Um, the girls, and by the girls I mean uh, Monica and Rachel, they are paid a visit by Mr. Heckle's lawyer. At first they think they're in trouble, and then they find out that Mr. Heckle's left all of his earthly possessions to them. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Monica's like, I can't believe it. Like, we didn't even really know him, and you don't even know what an influence you might have on someone's life. Yeah, and then in the second of a, a, the second hard cut of the episode, it cuts to them in the apartment, and she's like, "What a dump! He really hated us for leaving us all this shit." Yeah, it was like there was no money that he left to them. It was just like all of his junk. So basically. Mm -hmm. Because he has no family, they're in charge of cleaning out his entire apartment and taking care of all his belongings. Mm-hmm. So she thinks it was kind of like his last revenge. Yeah. And so the rest of the episode is basically spent with the gang clearing out his apartment. And they make some discoveries along the way that kind of that kind of changes them all. Ross continues to try and convince Phoebe. He becomes increasingly frustrated by her because she's just very dismissive. She's just like, well, it's just one explanation. And he's like, well... It's the only explanation, and he uses kind of visual things. He's like, look, opposable thumbs and things like this, and he gets more and more frustrated. I think, to begin with, 
it seems like Phoebe is just trying to antagonize him a little bit. Yeah. She's just being very dismissive, just being like, well, who knows? That's just one way of looking at it. Right. But then eventually she becomes quite frustrated with him, and she's just sort of like, ah, forget it. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So interesting little dynamic between those two. A little bit of, little bit of sparring between the two. The yeah. man of science and the, the woman of, um, I don't know, just the spiritual the spiritual woman, I suppose. So, yeah, they're, they're at loggerheads, which is a good dynamic, I think. Rachel finds a tacky seashell lamp in Mr. Heckle's apartment, which she is quite keen on. She wants to put in the apartment. Straight-laced Monica, having none of it. She's like, it won't really go with anything. And Rachel's like, well... It's cool, let's have it in our apartment. I mean, she could just put it in her bedroom, but... Well, Monica says it doesn't go with any of my stuff. And Rachel's like, well, are you saying that this isn't our apartment? It's your apartment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could sort of boils down to Monica still thinking that it's her apartment and Rachel is just staying there. Yeah. Which, I still don't know if she's paying any rent, so... I know, I thought, she, I thought uh, Monica might say something like that. Like, yeah. well... It is technically mine because you don't pay for it. Or Maybe she is paying, paying for half. For or, but I don't understand why she couldn't just keep it in her, her bedroom. It's right. like we ever go into Rachel's bedroom. It's like if she doesn't have any stuff, then put it in your room where you don't have any stuff. There's right. lots of stuff in the living room. So anyway, that kind of sets up their um, dynamic for the episode. They're arguing over that. Rachel feels like she should, the apartment should feel more like hers at this point. And also while they're clearing stuff out in Mr. Heckle's apartment, they go through a bunch of his stuff. They find a big book of grievances, which lists like all the times that someone makes noise and and annoyed him. That's funny. Yeah, one time it's like Italian guy brings home girl, makes too much noise, and then the next time it is Italian guy's gay roommate brings home his laundry, makes too much noise. <laughs> You're laughing that up. I mean, it has been established. Chandler does have a gay quality. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so that that is a, a nice little throwback to then. Funnily enough, the last time somebody died, that's when they were talking about his, his uh, gay quality. The one where Nana dies. So something about death that brings out Chandler's gay qualities, shall we say. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. They also find a yearbook, and Chandler notices a lot of similarities between himself and Mr. Heckles. They were like the class clown, and, you know, they was part of clubs that he always thought were pretty cool. And this causes Chandler to go into a bit of a tailspin. He kind of notices that Mr. Heckles was pretty picky when it came to girls as well. And then he starts freaking out. He's worried that he's going to become like Mr. Heckles, like this eccentric hermit living on his own, and he's going to die alone. And this, yeah, Chandler goes into a bit of a tailspin with this. He kind of freaks out. I mean, the similarities are very interesting. They're 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 so similar. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like I would get freaked out too. Mm. He even has would a you? little box of all women's pictures that he dated with their name and the problems with them. So <laughs> it's like, whatever. It's it's. Well, Chandler doesn't have that. That's pretty creepy. No, no. But it's still saying like, oh, Ashley. Um, too smart, this woman, too tall. Mm-hmm. And that's basically just what Chandler was talking about. Yeah. So he freaks off, he goes back to his apartment. You claim you caught sight of the demonic <gasps> clown cookie jar. I saw it! You see, I didn't see it. I'm starting to think that you're hallucinating. No, it's, it's on top it. of the microwave. Well, if anybody else caught sight of it, let me know, because I'm starting to think Elizabeth is uh, seeing things. It's real. Alright. So anyway, he picks up the phone and he calls someone. And he's like, hey, it's me. 
Maybe we should get back together. And who's on the other end of the phone? Oh my god. Janice! It's Janice! You were you were pleased to see her. Yeah. Yeah? Happy to happy to have her back. I like Janice. Okay. So he everyone else is like then we cut to Central Perk and they're all like, Oh, I can't believe you called Janice and he's like, Well, you know, I've been too picky. Janice is fine. And also she's he says like she's the only one that really loved him. Mm-hmm. Or showed him affection mm-hmm. or like that was real. He's the opposite of Ted Mosby. He just wants to settle. He wants to find a settling soulmate, like old Wesley Snipes. I'm jumping around with my. I know. I don't know what's happening. But uh, so Janice turns up at Central Park, and she's prego. She's prego. She is prego. She is with child. She has been mar. She's married. You know, a lot's happened. That's a quick turnaround. Seriously. The last time we 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 looked this up, we were like, Jesus. You reckon she was what about five six months pregnant? Yeah. We looked it up the last time that we saw her. It was Valentine's Day. She was in the Valentine's Day episode. The one with the love hearts. And now it's... Uh, October. October. So we're talking eight months later. So she met, married, got knocked up awfully quickly after leaving Chandler. Maybe not even in that order. Oh, controversial. <laughs> It'll never last. But anyway, uh, Janice turns up, has that bombshell, along with the bombshell that Chandler and... Ross are wearing just disgusting ties. There's something about Ross's outfit I kind of like. Uh, it, it was like, it's like an Italian mob boss almost. Yeah, it was like really. a light pinstripe suit that made him look like really sort of broad-shouldered. It yeah, was, I don't it's know. kind of cool. It's different than him. For I him. don't know. But he comes back later in the apartment. He has brought samples from work to show Phoebe to try and convince her of evolution. He brings her samples that are too... Hundred million years old. Yeah, some fossils her. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Surprised he's even allowed to bring those out of the museum. I'm pretty sure he's not. He's got like a big sort of padded suitcase, but I don't know if they would let him sign those out just for the sake of proving a point. Proving a point to <laughs> a friend. And they're like, no, Ross, of course we can't do that. But then he might have said, but she doesn't believe in evolution. They're like, my God, <laughs> get in the suitcase. Um, so he goes off. He starts showing Phoebe this, and Phoebe, she's had it at this point. She's just like. You're saying this, I can believe what I want to believe, you can believe what you want to believe. Are you so narrow-minded and arrogant that you can't open your mind to the possibility? You know, people were wrong about the atom being the smallest thing. People were wrong about the earth being flat. Can you not be at least a little bit open-minded? She gives this big impassioned speech, very reasonable. Yeah. Very, very good. And kind of knocks Ross for a loop. He's kind of like, yeah, I, I suppose there's a chance. And... Phoebe pounces on that shit. She's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I can't believe you gave up on your beliefs so easily. <laughs> you weak-willed little little nothing. Poor Ross. She, she destroyed him. Yeah. You must have loved it. Yeah. You did? Yeah. <laughs> but you're on Ross's side with in terms of the argument. Yeah. So? But, all right, okay. It was to expand his mind, his way of thinking. By narrowing it down? No, by having him not be so concrete and think... Okay, well, you know what? It, I believe this, but that doesn't mean other things might not be true. Mm. It was helping him open his awareness. I suppose. That's good, Phoebe. But she she destroys him, and he kind of gathers up his suitcase, and he kind of just looks like a broken man, and he, he collects his items, and he just leaves. He yeah, doesn't say he a word. He just walks right out. And as he le- after he leaves, Phoebe's just like, that was fun. You're like, yeah, Phoebe, you yeah, destroyed Phoebe. him. Good job. Woo. All right. That'll serve him right for being a absentee father should be worried more about his son 
than about Phoebe believing in evolution. Ross. Mm -hmm. So Chandler is freaking out. Janice was kind of his safety net, and now he doesn't even have a safety net. Like he's that he you know almost made a pact with her, sort of like oh we're both single by forty, then we can get married. They didn't make a pact like that. No, they didn't. But in his mind, it was like that sort of unofficial deal. It's like well, if all else goes to shit, at least I can always fall back on Janice because no one else is going to take her. But uh, so he's freaking out. He's talking about getting a snake so he can be the crazy snake guy. <laughs> and He would have a snake. And the girls kind of talk him around. Monica, Rachel, Phoebe all kind of give him a bit of a, a pep talk, a heart to heart. It was nice. It was nice, yeah. They were like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. You're just you're just a guy. You're just a bloke. You know, the, <laughs> just a guy. you're a typical man. But you're better than that because you realize you have a problem and you can... You know what you want now. You'll be fine. And he's like, okay. He's like, fine. And that seems to like win him round. And he learns a lesson from it. No. No? He doesn't learn a lesson no, from it? No, that's not how it goes. Oh, how does it go? That's not how it is. It doesn't is. Doesn't he say like, they're all saying, oh, you're ready. You're finally ready to settle. This is great. No, they, they talk him round and then they just go a step too far. They're like, you know what you want. You're willing to put yourself out there. That's great. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then someone's like, and you're finally ready to make a commitment, commit to a relationship. And then he's like, whoa, 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 okay, let's not go that yeah. far. So like... The commitment word scared him. Yeah. So he's afraid of commitment, but I still think he's... I don't know. He seems fine by the end of it. He's willing to put himself out there. Yeah. Well, I think he's kind of scared himself into seeing what his future could potentially look like if he doesn't mm-hmm. change. Like Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, yes. He's seen the error of his ways. Monica and Rachel's arguments over the apartment kind of escalate when Monica accidentally breaks the lamp. I say accidentally in air quotes because, as we all know, there are no accidents. That was her subconscious wanting to smash that lamp into little pieces. It was super tacky. You didn't like it? No. Wow. It could have gone in Rachel's room, but no, Monica breaks it and smashes it, so they argue some more. But then it's all wrapped up when Monica gives her an even more tacky clock, which has like a naked Barbie doll that dances at the top of every hour. So, yeah, it's weird, huh? It's great. It lights up at the boobies, and and it's like, yeah, and it does like a wolf whistle. It's like, yeah. I wanted that clock so badly as a kid. You did? (laughs) No, no. Oh, God. But I, I think, yeah, watching that as a kid, I thought that was like the funniest thing in the world. Like, it's a naked woman on a clock. Perfect. So funny. Man, to be eleven-year-old Michael. Mm-hmm. And the episode wraps up with um, Chandler kind of learning a lesson. He says he's arranged a date with a woman from work that he had avoided asking out because she has a slightly large head. So he's learning to see past their imperfections. Perhaps maybe this is the the sign of a new Chandler. Perhaps a new a new Chandler. He's managed to grow. He's managed to learn. And then it ends with um, they finish clearing out his apartment and everyone leaves and then it just kind of leaves Chandler with the empty apartment and he's looking over it and he, the the sort of sentimental piano music starts playing and he's sort of like, good night, Mr. Hackles, we'll, we'll try and keep it down. And he closes the door and it's that little schmaltzy ending. And, and, and you seem to quite like it. Yeah, I like Chandler. It was cute. It was a yeah. nice moment. I like those sentimental moments when they do... They pop up here and there in the show, and I like them. I hated it. I hated that bit. Aww. It was too much. Like, I like the sentimental moments. You know, one of my favorite episodes was the one where Nana dies twice, because they actually do it. But here, it was so heavy-handed. It was like the thing that only people do in sitcoms, where they sort of look at an empty room, and they're like, yeah, 
all right, see you next time. And just like, I don't know. I didn't yeah. like it. It was too much for me. I guess, well, no, I'm thinking about when I move out of apartments. Yeah. I'll give it one final look before I leave. And that's fair enough, but I don't think they've earned it with Mr. Heckles. I mean, we've already talked about yeah. it. It's not like he was there every week and we're like, oh, no, this beloved character's gone. Right. It's like we saw him three times and but he was the, kind of a dick every time. No, that then that's fine. But the thing is, it's, it meant more to Chandler and that's why he mm. was the one that did that. But it didn't mean... Like, Heckles didn't mean anything to Chandler. No, He just was... managed to make the death all about him. Sure, he Bloody did, Bloody selfish it, Chandler. It, yeah, me, me, it, it me. opened something in him. He figured out something about himself. Or did he? Because we see in the end credits, he is on a date with the woman with the big head. And he can't see past it. Right, but it's still... I mean, a it's a bit... big head. <laughs> you can't see past it. He's blocking out the sun, but... Um... Now I've lost my train of thought, Michael. Sorry. I bamboozled you. I don't know. Just much like Phoebe with Ross, I have crushed your spirit with my arguments. Yep. Just another day talking about friends. So we'll just wrap it up there then. Sounds good. Uh, did you enjoy episode three of season two, the one where Heckles dies? It was okay. It was okay? Yeah. Not great? It was just okay. Yeah. Okay. I enjoyed, I loved, in fact, the Phoebe Ross banter. I thought they worked really well together because they are sort of the polar opposites of the group. Yeah. Um, so it was good to see that dynamic. And yeah, I, I, I think it's something we see, maybe not for a good few more seasons, but they do start becoming a little bit more antagonistic towards each other. But I think we have to wait a few more seasons before we get that. But uh, yeah, other than that, Chandler's whole thing was a little and Monica and Rachel's thing was very minor. Yeah. Like it didn't come up in a whole lot. Chandler, I think, was the, the main thing of the episode. So that, that just about wraps it up. I mean, before we finish, did will you miss Mr. Heckles now that we're, we've we said goodbye to him? Not really. Not really. Unfortunately, because he wasn't in it enough. He, he wasn't in it a whole bunch, yeah. It's... I, I, I don't mind them, like, killing off characters. I think that's fine. Um, and I don't think that he was so important. Like, I don't think they could have gone anywhere else with him. I don't want to, like, see him, like, become like a mascot of the group or hanging out with them in Central Perk. I yeah. think like when we saw him, he did his job well, but that's a pretty one-dimensional joke. You can't really take it any more direction. So you may as well kill him off because there's not an awful <laughs> lot you can do with yeah, that. Yeah, you might as well just kill him off. Well, that does wrap it up for this episode. And it sets us up nicely for season two, episode four, an episode that you're very intrigued by the title of. I am. It's the one with Phoebe's husband. What? Phoebe has a husband? I'm excited. This is more of Phoebe's backstory. I almost Phoebe. feel like we're piecing it together bit by bit. I know, man. She's got a grandmother. A twin sister. A twin sister. Now she's got a husband. What, what is this? Yee. All right. Well, that's going to be exciting. I'm looking forward to that. And if you feel like you can't possibly wait for that episode, luckily you won't have to wait too long because it will be day four of our seven podcasts in seven days available tomorrow. Woohoo. Unless you're listening to this in the future. And if you are listening to this in the future and I've died in mysterious circumstances, it was probably Elizabeth. Will you want to be avenged? Avenge me, listeners. Avenge me. Absolutely. So that wraps it up. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back in just a day's time with our next episode. In the meantime, if you want to join in the fun and games, you can do so over on Twitter at FriendsPod. And if you want to leave us a nice little friendly review over on iTunes, that will help support the show immensely as well. Well, that'll do it, Elizabeth. I guess all I can say is pull your socks up, get your throat back to 100%. We've still got four more episodes to record this week, so you need to get it together. I'll do my best. Okay. Shut up. Shut up.